Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Tom, do you ever have one of those mornings? By the way, it's Thursday. Do you ever have one of those mornings where it starts earlier than you expected and it's already like real before you even get that first cup of coffee or whatever in you? Well, I'm not a coffee drinker, so pretty much every day would be a long time before I would have that cup of coffee in me. Sorry. And sure. Oh. Absolutely. There are days you wake days I wake up that I'm like, I can't I, I can't go back to sleep. So I have to get up or that I know I have to get up. No, this is one where things start coming at me early. You know, there's a way to stop that. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> I'm imagining they're coming at you via your phone, correct? I have my phone set not to take any calls till 730. And today, 730 came early. So it happens. Uh, That's part, you know, that's part of being a renegade in some ways that it's not linear. It's not the nine to five that a lot of it can be, but it is always the nine to five. You know, yesterday by three thirty, I was reading my book on the porch and didn't work much for the rest of the afternoon. This morning, it just came early. And I think that's one of those things that you have to you have to adjust to and just, you know, okay, you, you do the work when the work needs to be done and you work on the weekends. I know you do. I've worked on the weekends. You work in the evenings. You work, you do what you got to do. Well, it's a choice that you yes. make. You could set that phone to not receive any calls until Ever? <laughs> Well, there's that. You could take the phone and put it not in your bedroom so that until yes. you get up, you can't access it. That is, those are choices that you could make. Yes. Not in the beauty is you have the ability to make that. No one else is making it for you. Right. Your boss isn't saying you have to keep your phone by your bedside because if I need you, I'm going to call you. And you have right. to answer. Those are, that is a different. Although your clients and customers can also have that same effect. Hey, I need you now. And depending on where they are in that customer relationship, that can influence things. And again, that's but is, we are way off track. No, you're talking about your morning. Is that off track? Okay. No, no, not at all. So, um, <clears throat> hey, so it's Thursday. And before I forget, tomorrow morning, Tom, we have to do this at 7 a.m. Eastern time, not 8 a.m. It's that oh, one Friday earlier. a month. So tomorrow morning, you're going to have to get up even earlier. I, I will be in a better place tomorrow morning. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm hoping my headache goes away. I never right. get headaches, and I've had a headache for the last 20 hours. That's not good. No, no. I the think it's weather. Get rid of those. I think it's the weather. I think it's the storm front. I'm hoping. It is, I think, the first day of fall, right? Uh, I thought yesterday was. Oh, so I'm a day behind. Okay, so it's fall. <laughs> so if you're coming for the latest information... <laughs> No, We're not always. We, we'll reframe the show. It's not today's antidote. It's yesterday's news. 
Sure. All right, everyone. Welcome for thank you for joining us, whether you're joining us via our podcast or joining us live on Facebook or YouTube. Thanks for being a part of our show this morning. Uh, we all week have been talking about how renegades roll. Actually, we've been talking about it for two weeks. Uh, this week, we've been focused a little bit more on how renegades roll within their role, R-O-L-E. <clears throat> and today, have to say, I've been looking forward to this day all week. Uh, I, you know, this, the role today holds a very special place in my heart. Today, we will be talking about nonprofit professionals and how they roll as renegades. And before we get to that, we always start our morning off outside of our welcoming saying hello with our celebrations. So we know you're not celebrating about the fact that you had to get up early and you got to watch the sunrise. What are you celebrating today, Bob? I am celebrating that yesterday afternoon, I had a discussion with one of our Renegade Success Network members and something clicked for her. And she went from, I don't know how I can do this to, how many people have you shown this to? What are the results like? How, I, it, it, was, it, was, it started to all work. One of the ways that we, we build our network and talking through how to do that in a, a different way than most people would do. Instead of calling 100 people, really focusing on, on key people and talking to them in different ways. And it clicked. And it was just so exciting because we've spent hours over the last three months talking through it, walking through it. And this person was reluctant to ask people for business. And we finally figured out a way yesterday to make it so that she could ask for business without having to say, I want you to do this thing with me. And so it was a, a huge success for me, nice. huge success for her. You know, I was just lucky enough to facilitate it. Congratulations. I think that I Thank saw you. in, well, I might not have been in the group, might have been, I think I know who that was. And she was taking the opportunity to celebrate last night. So good for her and you. Oh, I did not see that. Well, she posted something about a, a favorite beverage and asking what other beverage other people were drinking. So I have ah, a feeling. That's a, yes, yes, yes. And and unfortunately for me, Tom, she promised to do something by today or else I would get a lot of said beverage, a very nice bottle of said beverage. But she texted me last night to say, hey, no Thank beverage you for, for you. <laughs> I did it. So I'm I'm doubly excited that if that's what motivated her, that's great because sometimes it's what motivates us, right? I mean, you I know, think- knowing knowing what makes you do the thing you're uncomfortable with is sometimes, maybe many times, more valuable than doing the thing. Knowing how I can, I know what motivates me, and there are times that I use it. Like with you, with the book, if you said, "Hey, you know, I, I'm going to get a chapter done every week, and if I get the chapter of the book done by Friday at 5 p.m., I will do this thing on Saturday, whatever that is." Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's the beauty of celebrating mm-hmm. is that one, you can celebrate what you either have done or have coming up. You may, you can also determine this is how you will celebrate once you complete something like that. And I think that that's, it's such a powerful way to put yourself in the right mind space, the right position to find ways to keep moving forward and not being stuck. So kudos to you, kudos to your client or our member, and uh, awesome way to start the day. Yeah. Thank you. 
And you, what are you celebrating today, Tom? So I'm celebrating that I'm starting a new project with a new client. We had a great conversation yesterday. It's a fascinating nonprofit organization uh, that celebrates history and helps school children better understand and celebrate. You know, they, they do some really cool things. Um, they were telling me the story of uh, a student, how some students will take um, individuals who participated in, so let's say, World War II and may have died when we invaded France or may have died at Pearl Harbor. And they actually, the students go back and do like a little research project about an individual. You know, I think so often all we hear about is X number of people were killed at Omaha Beach uh, during the invasion of Normandy. It doesn't say a whole lot. I mean, it says a lot. And it is not, people become a number. You know, mm -hmm. so-and-so was one of how many killed that day. And the students have an opportunity to really better understand who that person wants and make them not seem, at least for a day, not like a number, that they, they're an actual person who they are. So just, and then they, they do a lot of cool, cool things. So I'm gonna help them with some strategic planning and I'm really <coughs> excited about the opportunity to do that. <coughs> One, because it's a, it's a really cool nonprofit in the state of Maryland and they do a lot of really neat things that, and I'm kind of a history buff, so I'm excited. Awesome, awesome, I love that, that's cool. Congratulations. Yes, and what are we celebrating with the world today, Bob? Tom, this is a big one. I'm glad that it came up. Uh, sometimes I forget this, but this is National Great American Pot Pie Day. That's right, pot pie. You remember pot pies, right? Those little things not you put fondly, in the Yes, I remember them. Really? You're not fond of them? Oh, a beef pot pie, a chicken pot pie. Mmm. That that nice Please. little crust on Vegetables the top. Vegetables in a pie. Oh. <laughs> I think they're like fruit on dessert. I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I I I was going there and you got there quicker than me. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I I don't believe that uh it's a dessert with fruit on it. Just we had that discussion a long time ago, yes, so we don't, yes. we don't need to revisit right. that. But it is National Great American Pot Pie Day. So celebrate are you, accordingly. Are you going to have a pot pie today? Uh, I have not had a pot pie in a, maybe a year. I might have a vegan one if I can find one. But Look yeah, at you, vegan. vegan ice cream, vegan pot pie. Are you changing your whole lifestyle? <laughs> no, just where I can. Okay. Trying to avoid dairy. Got so it. to avoid dairy, vegan go, helps a lot. What What does that have to do with dairy? And, there's no dairy in pot pie, is there? Uh, yeah, if you get chicken pot pie, there'll be cream. Ah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got it. Got so, it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Little little lesson for you. you so, know. Tom, I know you're at the edge of your seat. This is near and dear to your heart. So you want to kick this one off? Sure. We talk about non. As we talk about how renegades roll, and today we're going to talk about nonprofit professionals. We've already talked about entrepreneurs, small business owners, and organizational leaders. Uh, so, if that's something that resonates with you, go back and listen to Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday's episode uh, numbers four hundred and eight, four hundred nine, and four hundred ten. This is four eleven. Uh, maybe this is four twelve. I don't know. I shouldn't have gone down that path because now I can't remember. <laughs> Anyhow, I think, you know, when I think about nonprofit organizations, I think we think about all the good that they do. 
And I think that's usually the first thing that comes to mind. I think what sometimes gets lost is the person who comes up with that concept, because almost all of these organizations are founded by someone, someone who stepped back and said, I see where I can step in and make a difference. And I want to create the pathway for how that difference is going to happen. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's amazing when people choose to do that because you could ask almost 99% of the nonprofit organizations out there and their leaders are not making tons of money, maybe not making anything. And yet they are still willing to do what they believe is in the benefit of the community that they serve. And, you know, to me, that is, there may not be anything, well, I don't know, small uh, entrepreneurs kind of that way too, but it is a true renegade person, you know, who wants to step out. And I think the challenge is, is that they run into the same, many of the same challenges, sorry to use the same word twice, as small business owners. You know, that was one of the things I discovered about two years ago was the challenges that nonprofits face that I was dealing with on a regular basis are similar to the one small business owners and entrepreneurs face and that they just, they don't have the resources and they're always trying to, you know, balance that. Here's the thing I'm really passionate about for a small business owner. It's the work they do as it is for a nonprofit leader. It's the cause that they're trying to help. And here are all the other things that I need to do that I don't necessarily understand, you know, for a nonprofit leader, they are so passionate about the way they serve, the programs they run, the information they provide, the services they provide. Their challenge is all the rest of it because they have to generate revenue, fundraise to be sustainable. And it's probably one of the largest challenges they have. They also have to find, manage, and um, support volunteers and board members. Again, something that's for someone who's very passionate about programming. We lost you, Tom. Tom will be back, I can almost guarantee it. But in the meantime, let me share Sorry something. about that. Oh, you're back. Okay. You're still frozen, but you're, can you hear me? There you are. You're back. You just said crap. That's funny. <laughs> you back, Tom? Tom doesn't know he's here, but I will keep going. So Tom was talking about the role of nonprofit professionals. And I was blessed enough um, about a year and a half ago to have lunch with someone who is a nonprofit professional, a mid-level person in an organization. And I was asking her about her work and she was going through and she was describing the challenges that she had and she was describing the joys that she had. And in my book, the challenges far outweighed the joys. And I just all of a sudden I said, why would you do this? And she said, because it changes lives. And that was her motivating force. And so many nonprofit professionals aren't motivated by money because that's yeah. not the pathway to riches for most people. They're mm -hmm. not motivated. They're not motivated by being the most popular person because many of the nonprofits you, you mention them. It's like, yo, who cares about that? You know, I, I, that's, that's such a minor thing. You know, 
I, I don't even know what that is. How could you possibly support that? But to that nonprofit professional, it becomes their passion. I, I don't know if you noticed, Tom, I worked for a nonprofit about, wow, almost 20 years ago. Did not. And it, it, it dealt with homeschooling. We sold homeschooling oh, curriculum. And, and it was interesting how we were constantly working. You're constantly trying to fill the coffers in a way that a for-profit business doesn't have. And everyone says, oh, you're a nonprofit. You don't have to pay taxes on stuff. Yes, there are some advantages potentially there, but those advantages only accrue when you start to bring in money. When the money isn't there, it doesn't really matter what your tax advantages are. And so many nonprofits really have to work to bring in the revenue. And they're, they're looking for grants. They're looking for donors. They're looking. It's not It's not an easy path. And that, to me, is another part where they match up to, non or to um, uh, small business owners. You're constantly looking for that next customer for a nonprofit professional. You're constantly trying to figure out how can we get in front of more people in the hopes that you get in front of 100 people. And one of them goes, oh, I know that. Yes, I have a cousin who had that or I had a sister who had or oh, I didn't know you guys were. Oh, that'd be so great for my community. And that is that is the 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 challenge that I think for nonprofit professionals, they really don't know where the money is coming from. And I've, I've seen, uh, I have a friend who's working with a nonprofit right now, and they're waiting to see if they get funding for the next year. They've already planned out next year. They've already made commitments to next year. But if a funding source dries up, 90% of their funds are out the window. Sure. I mean, and, and some of them are, you know, there are grants that you can't apply to year after year. You can only apply to them every other year or every third year. You know, I was talking with someone, a leader of a nonprofit the other day, and they had a longtime donor who was very supportive of the organization and had given them, obviously had a lot of resources, $500,000 every year for about wow. eight years until they decided that they were changing their priorities. And, you know, that kind of a hit for a small to medium-sized nonprofit is huge. Yeah. And, you know, now you're talking about eliminating programs, probably getting rid of some staff or finding other means to step in and do it. And so I think it's a constant, um, it is just, it's just a situation where you are always looking for resources while also trying to solve problems. And Sounds like being a renegade. Absolutely. It, 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 and that's it's why if, if you're trying to figure out, this is why we're highlighting that this week, these things, because the four categories that we've described, almost every business and every nonprofit falls into. So you fit into one of those four, but they are very similar because in all four cases, we're talking about renegades. We're talking about people who are passionate about solving a problem, whether it's um, eliminating breast, breast cancer, whether it's funding diabetic research, whether it's helping people use clean water in a for-profit environment, whether it's making sure people have more ice cream flavors at the beach, whatever it is, they're all things that people are passionate about. Very few people are renegades if they're not passionate about something. That's, that's the common thread. So if you have passion for something and you're out there at times feeling like you're tilting against windmills, 
you're probably a renegade. Look at you bringing in Man of La Mancha references. Impressive. Little Don Quixote. I think the other thing that, that they have in common is they don't see a solution um, or they haven't found a way for a solution that they desire or that they believe is what's real. And so they have an idea of this, how, this is how we could create our own unique pathway. There's a cool um, organization locally that I did some work with that supports families who have children dealing with cancer. And what's, what I love about it is they realize that they don't have the resources to solve cancer. What they do is they can provide some resources to help make the lives of those people dealing with it easier. You know, simple things that we don't think about, like, yeah, you might, it might be difficult to get to your treatments, as you, I'm sure you realize. And if you don't have someone who's there who can drive you, how are you going to get your treatments? And so they provide Uber funds that will get people back and forth from their treatments. You know, and so it's those little things that, you know, it's amazing what organizations like the American Cancer Society or the large organizations that are trying to really eliminate this huge issue that we have in the world. And then there are the smaller ones who, who aren't, who know that's not the solution that they can provide. And they know that the, that while those organizations are doing this significant work, they have an opportunity to find their niche and provide the work that they think is going to make a difference. And, and I think, you know, Anyone who has be, has benefited from a nonprofit organization's work, whether we have all, Tom, we have all benefited from the work of nonprofits. Oh, there's there there is no way you could live your life without some nonprofit affecting you in some small or big way. I agree, and I it's funny. I tell nonprofits that all the time. I, you know, I and I usually anytime I do something with them, I thank them whether it's the board, whether it's the people who work there, they're volunteers. Because if we had to pay for all the services that nonprofit organizations provide, you know, our taxes would be unbelievable. And so I think the service that they provide to the community and to individuals is, is incredible. And, you know, I think that finding ways to recognize them, whether as renegades or just recognize them for the work they do, I think is time well spent. And, you know, that's why I was excited that we were going to spend some time talking about this today. Mm -hmm. no, I, I, I was just thinking while you were saying that, that, you know, among the things that have affected me in my life, watching Sesame Street when I was a little kid. Sure. You know, uh, I listened to a lot of... Um, you just showed your age there, by the way. I listened to a lot of public radio a lot of music on public radio stations that would not be commercially popular. It's, it's all around us. And I think that's one of the things that when, when you talk to people in the nonprofit world, they understand that. They're like, that touched you in some way. That touched you in some way. You know, I, I, I was looking a couple of months, a month or so ago, there was a drive in my community in Baltimore where they were getting book bags for students outfitting them. It was a nonprofit and they were outfitting them with things that I assumed every kid had. 
you know, pencils, pens, eraser, um, uh, other stuff, uh, markers, um, paper, notebooks. There's something that, you know, who would have thought that you would create a nonprofit to do that kind of thing because, oh, everyone can go do that. It's not that expensive, but they found there was a huge need in the community. And so they plugged it. And I think that's the interesting thing to me about all these nonprofits is they find little niches that in an ocean of opportunity, they find this one really small area and really focus in on it and make a huge difference in that small area. So giving one elementary school 82 backpacks full of supplies, you'd say, well, that's not really a nonprofit. That's not a big deal. That's 82 families that are changed profoundly. And someone had the foresight, someone had the passion, someone had the wherewithal to figure out a pathway to get all those donations. And you know, Tom, you've done it. It's not like people just jump out and give you money. It doesn't work that way. You have to find the messaging, create the, create, find the, the uh, people that, are, that it resonates with. You have to figure out what they're looking for. It's all the same things that businesses go through step by step. It's just in their world, they're looking for donors or sponsors or volunteers, but it really is a one-to-one -one relationship. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the challenge is, is that, um, you know, the same challenge that business owners have. How do you find the language to have those conversations? Because yes, is it difficult to go up and ask somebody for money? Yes. Depending on how you ask, is it difficult to call someone up on the phone and consider having them consider working with you or taking advantage of your yes, service? Yes, it is. <laughs> and when you change the language that you use, you know, it's different. I mean, one of the things I always talk about, and I think it's the same for business, so what's your story? Tell your story to someone. People are really interested in that. And they, and they hear the story and they're like, huh, that's interesting. Can you tell me more? Okay, yeah, sure, I'm happy to tell you more. Let me tell you about these people who we impacted and how it made a difference. Let me tell you about how my service changed someone's lives. And then once they're engaged, it's amazing how often people will just say, well, how can I help? Or, you know, how can you help me with my insurance? How can you help me with my the car that I have that's not fixed? It's, it's all the same. And then mm -hmm. you have they have asked you to tell them how they can help. Yep. And the challenge is that people forget that, that that's happened. And then they think, oh, man, well, I don't want. Well, maybe they could volunteer. That, yeah, one of the ways you can help is make a gift that's personally significant to you. It's pretty and I, Yeah. And I, I would say, Tom, to anyone who's watching or listening to this and going, wow, that sounds really simple. I should try that. We'd love to talk to you about how that can work because that's something Tom and I are really passionate about is helping people invite that from you instead of you saying, hey, I want to cut your grass, getting them to say, hey, what would it look like if you cut my grass? That's a, that's a big difference. And it makes the discussion much more powerful because like Tom said, once they ask you, now you're in a real discussion. You're not selling them. You're talking about the fit and right. is it a good fit and that's a game changer you've seen it i've seen it we're seeing it with the people we're working with that it just changes the whole paradigm and it deepens relationship 
You know, it becomes not just a transaction that the next person comes and says, I'll cut your grass for $5 less. It becomes, no, I really like Bob. He's, you know, I just love him because he explained to me that he does this with his mower and he only comes when I want him to come. And he, all these things that the customer has scripted that you're able to tell the customer, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit. And that's what Tom and I are really trying to do. So Tom, what's your one thing today? Dun, 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 dun. Well, I think uh, my one thing about how Renegade's role as nonprofit professionals is that whether you're the executive director or you're the marketing person or the fundraiser or the programmatic person is, you know, remember that you have a sphere of excellence and it doesn't always cover all the things that you have to do. You know, I, I think my one thing about them is that they hopefully try to understand that they don't have to do it all. Sadly, I think so many people think they do. You know, I was talking with one the other day where uh, they were talking about 90-hour work weeks. And I said, well, you realize that's a choice, right? Well, no, we've got to do this. We got to... Still, it's a choice. You know, maybe one of the things you could work on is how, how do you not have to believe that 90-hour work week is what it is? And I think real, ren real renegades start to develop that process. And so I think that as a nonprofit professional, you have the opportunity, just like anyone else, to choose to be a renegade and choose how you are going to do the work that you so passionately want to do. And I think that that makes the opportunity for nonprofit professionals to see themselves as a renegade very different. I think they already do in some ways because they are doing something that no one else had considered to make a difference somewhere else and do it the way that they wanted to do it, that they felt was going to be most effective for the people they serve. And now I would just encourage them to continue down that path and understand that there are also ways to run your organization, to lead your professional life doing it differently. And since you've already made that step once, there's an opportunity to make it another one so that you don't run into the burnout overwhelm, frustration, that's so many turnover. I mean, turnover rate in nonprofits, especially among fundraisers, 18 months is the standard. And I think that that's, you know, if there's one thing that I, if we could change, that would be one of the ones that I would change. So well, it's, it's interesting because many small businesses don't make it to two years. Correct. They spin out and you, you can, the parallel is there as well. That just, and I think what happens, what I was going to say is, you don't have to do it alone. It's okay to seek help. If you understood all the mechanics of fundraising, of budgeting, of marketing, of promotion, of managing employees, if you could do all five of those things, you are a unique human being. Because often, just like a small business owner, just like an entrepreneur, you come at it from passion and have to find your way. And I think seeking help is a sign of strength not a sign of weakness. It doesn't mean that your passion is any less. It doesn't mean that what you're trying to do is any less. It just means that you realize this is an area where I'm just not strong. And for me to accomplish my passion mission, I've got to find a way to do this. So I've got to figure out a way to do grants. I mean, I've talked to a number of people like, yeah, I would love to apply for grants, but I don't know how to do it. So they don't apply for grants. 
And if they had applied for grants, they're probably, and they'll tell you, oh, there's six grants I know I could qualify for, but I've never done a grant. Well, why don't you hire a grant writer? Why don't you go to a workshop? Well, I, 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 I should know this. That's, that's the single worst phrase, I think, for any renegade. Or I don't have time. Yeah, those two. I should great. know this. But we could do a whole week on that, couldn't we, Tom? Phrases that renegades should never say. Hey, I, I like, like that. that. And I want to remind you, Tom, and remind our listeners and viewers, tomorrow is going to be our first edition of Discoveries of the Week. Yes. So uh, make sure that graphic, Tom, reflects that. Discoveries of the Week. Not a weekly wrap-up. Nope. I have to change my whole thing. Weekly wrap-up is gone. So sorry. I love it. Right. I like discoveries of the week. Dun, 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 dun. Are you going to do that tomorrow? <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us today for this episode of Today's Antidote. We hope that you enjoyed it, found value in it, and that our one thing will help you somewhere, either now or future opportunities to make a difference. Um, thanks to all the nonprofit professionals out there who are making a difference. We appreciate everything that you do. So if you enjoyed this, please feel free to share it. If you are listening to the podcast, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, we are hope we're trying to continue to grow so that more and more people can be impacted, not only by what we have to say, but what others have to say as well. So if you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook, Please feel free to leave a comment. Share your one thing in the uh, comments, and we know that it will also impact others. <clears throat> you can also become a part of our community by joining the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. It's easy to do. Just go to Facebook and search for Ring of Renegades. Now, it is a private group. Bob loves it when I say that. Because we're trying to create a community where people can have conversations about the things that they are struggling with and the things that are going really well. They can celebrate their successes and also get support around the things that they are challenging. So to join, you just have to ask to join and tell us why you're a renegade and you can become a part of our growing community. So we hope that we will see you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group or we'll see you tomorrow morning. Eight. No, sorry. Seven. I was like, oh, I know this. I'm going to do it right. And I mess up. <laughs> seven a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. We'll Embrace the renegade in you. I love that. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter connect on LinkedIn or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.